My name is Krishna Mohan, President of Genius Visionary. And if you want to learn how to define your best life and have the courage to live it, you should be listening to the More Than Corporate Podcast with my good friend, Amber Furman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am super excited for the interview this week with Krishna Mohan. Krishna is an entrepreneur, business coach, speaker, number one best-selling author, as seen on Fox TV and multiple media outlets, president of Genius Visionary. He has a deep grasp on the understanding of business through his extensive experience working in manufacturing, customer durables, telecom, information technology, energy, and data center industries. He is a highly successful senior senior business leader who also has a background in, among many other things, business development, sales team training and management, key account relationship management, and international business. Over the last 20 years, he has helped three Fortune 500 companies and several startup organizations focusing on sales, business development, and finance. He has achieved definitive and long-term outcomes in team leadership, information technology, data center consulting, client relations, strategic planning, project marketing, managing key account relationships, and has generated millions of dollars in annual profits. His management style has been described as decisive and motivational, where success comes from a focused commitment to developing new business, cultivating relationships, training salespeople, and creating growth strategies. He is involved in several acquisitions and mergers. He has a master's degree in marketing management and MBA international business and an MS in finance. He currently owns and operates three businesses in real estate, business consulting, and retail. Krishna is an acclaimed speaker and regularly speaks in various corporate events, boot camps, and management trainings. I am super excited for you guys to hear from Krishna. Before we jump into his interview, I would love to extend an invitation for you to come join the More Than Corporate community on Facebook, where we have interactions with people that are motivational, accomplishing their own goals. Everybody's going after their own idea of success, and we're accomplishing that together through accountability, motivation, inspiration, and it's just a really cool group of people to be around. If that sounds like something that you're interested in, it's a free community on Facebook. You can head over to Facebook and search More Than Corporate Community and hit that request to join button, or you can copy and paste the link from the show notes below. I'm super excited to connect with you there. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Krishna. Krishna, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. You know, today is... It's kind of slow day and uh, it's really great to connect back with you to have this, you know, this, this conversation. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. So before we get into where you're at now and all the amazing things that you have going on with your businesses, let's go mm. ahead and go way back and let everybody get a chance to know you as you were growing up. What, yeah. like going back to um, like high school age, what did you think your life was going to look like? when you were oh. in high school? What were your dreams and aspirations? Yeah, it's pretty nostalgic kind of question. I was 
an average student in my school you know i'm a big reader you know i'm not those you know brightest of the kids in the class but um, uh, i'm pretty good at uh, sports games and athletics while i was in school i was okay academically but but growing up i'm also determined to become something in my life you know even though i was doing okay in my education because i know i have to become something i cannot take my life easily um you know um so so yeah i mean by about uh, eighth grade or ninth grade i got the clarity in terms of what i want to do you know i was i was thinking at the time you know maybe i have to become a doctor <laughs> because it's it's cool you know right in a doctor is you make big money you know and was that like social pressure i've heard from a lot of people that come yeah. from other backgrounds that there's that social pressure to go out and be like a doctor or a lawyer or a you know something yeah. with a graduate degree i i think it has it has something to do with that social um you know structure and and the way you know we are raised uh, in the society is that um you know education has become um one of our you know primary focus um, throughout our childhood uh, childhood growth i would say you know it's like you have to do well it's just not even an option yeah, yeah so so it's just not okay to become a b grader you have to be an a grader so there is always this pressure there's always this pressure and then and then back in i would say you know 80s uh you know you have limited options in terms of what you could do professionally um through education in terms of you know getting a job right either a doctor or engineer or or an attorney or uh, or some other maybe an accountant you know maybe you know uh, it's not so glamorous to become an accountant so it's just <laughs> that's why it's maybe <laughs> it's not so glamorous <laughs> to become an attorney either <laughs> <laughs> so the money is one thing you know you it, it also needs to look good in the society right you know yes yeah, for sure i'm this you know so so i was thinking you know maybe doctor you know is is a good idea and then and then i started focusing to study well you know to get closer to my a's and things like that but as i complete my high school i realized that uh, my personality will not fit into become a doctor you know like i got a little more clear in terms of you know the commitment involved you know the passion that's involved you know like what it really takes to be successful as a doctor yeah you know, because uh, because as i said you know i i always have this mind becoming successful in life i do not want to be an average you know whatever i do like even if it's sports you know um i'm i'm a winner you know in the end i'm a winner i'm a champion so if i'm a doctor i cannot be an average doctor so and i i cannot be the become the best doctor if i'm average that's not acceptable to me as far as my own standards so whatever i pick and choose i need to pick and choose where i become the best i give my best i'm committed i will do my best and i will become the best that's my attitude um and then i realized that okay then no, it's not going to happen and i'm not going to become a doctor but um then i have to i have to choose what what else then maybe i have to become an engineer <laughs> you know <laughs> I, i i started with that and then i i went to school for couple years and then um then i realized that um uh i i i have the technical interest but i also i'm also hungry you know i have to do something pretty quick i cannot wait till i complete my school till i finish my masters i cannot wait all of these things to 
you know, um, done and then get to my profession and do something. So I started working. I started looking for jobs, which is pretty unusual from my background. You know, uh, I'm from India and people don't work while they're in school. Um, it's just not acceptable. Whether your parents can afford you or not, they don't want you to work. Um, they, they want you to study very well. They want you to complete your education and then go and work. They don't want to, you to work while you're studying. That was not not acceptable um, because they think you will be deviated. You don't focus on education if you spend like that kind of hours in, in working. But I was working without my parents' knowledge. <laughs> I was working without my parents' knowledge. And then they realized that I'm working. And then they called me and they said, no, it's not okay. But through those experiments, I, I, I got into a sales job because of my own passion. I went and asked them that I don't have experience, but would you be giving, giving me an opportunity to work for you for free? But in exchange, I will learn the game. I will learn this corporate experience and and they accepted it. And then I worked there for like eight months without pay. They were just paying for my, you know, um, you know, transportation. But that really opened so many doors. I was exposed to the corporate sales. I was exposed to tenders, rate contracts. That experience was amazing experience. Then I realized that this is exactly who I am. I like talking to people. I like interacting with people. I like solving problems. I, I like... You know, I, I like new challenges. I, I like winning, you know. So then I realize who I am, what I'm good at, what I'm best at. And then I and then then I got that that idea that yes, business is a game, you know, that's where I have to be, you know, this is the way I need to go. And so then I have to leave that engineering school. And then I what what happened was with that random job. Uh, I applied for GE and I was selected on a national basis uh, within, um, you know, like the top 20 guys they selected. I'm, I'm one among the top five in sales in, in that billion population. That's like uh -huh. a big deal because I was so, so hungry and so passionate about my skills. And they picked up all those skills in that, that company. And uh, even though I did not have my MBA and all that stuff, but I was I did very well. And they picked me and then they trained me um, and then they put me onto the best manager in the country. And, and I was like one of the best managers in the entire country uh, by the time I'm completed with the training. So uh, my, my career path took a different trajectory. And then ever since I, then there is no looking back, then I have to complete my undergrad through distance learning because I left my education abruptly. As far as your family is concerned, so you're um, making this decision to leave yeah. engineering school to yeah. pursue business-related yeah. stuff. Was yeah. your family on board with that, or were they like, what are you doing? Yes, my family was like, um, they're confused. They're, they're really confused, but, but they're confused in a good way because they, 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 what they like about me is that I'm hungry. What they like about me is I'm passionate. I'm not taking my life easily. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I have to do. Um, but I was also making money, um, like a real money. Um, so which, which is... Which, which is helps. Kind of, which helps and which is okay. <laughs> so they were not denying what I'm, what I'm doing, but they were like not able to understand what's going on with him because they don't really understand my profession. Yeah. Um, but, were your but parents they, educated as well? 
Yes, they are, but they they are like they were um, both of them were working for government. Okay. Um, yeah, but they 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 are okay, but they really don't understand everything from the business side. Um, so it's it was difficult for me to explain them because doing getting into business uh, in a related uh, profession is is pretty you know, not so not so normal people were doctors or engineers or something else but so they don't have a reference to see why is my son doing this why not his his colleagues are doing something else so that they could not relate to that what they know is he got a job and he's making money that's all they know yeah were you still living in india at the time or had you yes yeah i was in india at the time and this was this is uh, late 90s and then what happened was once I got into G and then they were seeing my, you know, this high flying job and then my promotions and my accolades. Uh, I was like the best salesperson of the country. Um, I also got the largest, um, an award for collecting largest ever supply order for the, for G in India. It, it is, it's like the, like a record. Um, so they saw all that success. They were thinking that I'm doing well. Maybe this is his, this is this is his future, um, but they were still concerned that I'm I have not completed my undergrad and my education. So I completed that through distance learning while I was doing this full time job, and then I also did my master's in marketing management while I was doing this. So then you know everything is kind of okay. So they were happy because I got my education, I got my degrees. Um, I'm in this you know good good job, and that's how I got into sales. That's how I. I got into management from there and then I got into another company, Whirlpool, which is also a Fortune 500 company. And then I was handling an operation for two different states for institutional sales. The reason I I was moving to Whirlpool at the time was because I was hungry. I was passionate. I want to grow, grow, grow. Yeah. And I'm 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 not chasing money. I was always chasing my learning and growth. I want to go to the top. You know, that's my mind at the time. Yeah. And then like the money follows when you do that, which is what's so interesting. So you're working for GE and you're working in um, the sales and business Mm -hmm. world. So Mm -hmm. at what point or at, at what point do you start to think, you know, I have skills that I think I could teach to people as mm-hmm. far as how to recreate this success that I'm having. Yeah, it took a while for me to get to that level. I know I'm learning all the right skills re- you know, related to sales, account management, channel management, marketing, you know, everything else. I know I will teach, uh, but at a later time, maybe like after 10 years or something, but I was focused on growth. You know, I want to handle bigger markets. I want to take a bigger role. I want to manage bigger teams. I want to, you know, get, get into different industries. So I switched industries. I switched um, different roles. I took larger operations kind of roles. I, I went to Whirlpool. I was handling two different states. And then I, I, I went to another company, which is a telecom fortune finder company. I was handling a nationwide position. I did that for a while. And then at that point in time, I realized that my learnings have come to a saturation. I'm not learning anything anymore. (laughs) I'm changing companies. I'm changing my titles. I'm changing my territories. But what's not happening is I'm internally not satisfied because I'm not learning. You know, this is not enough. So what should I do? 
then I said, maybe I have to go to U.S. You know, U.S. is 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 the most sophisticated market. Um, uh, you know, it is a land of opportunities. Maybe I will see a bigger world. You know, uh, that's when I said, okay, maybe I have to go to U.S. And then going to U.S., uh, what do I do? Maybe I, I chose education because that may be a easy transition to the new system uh, because this is a diff- different economy. Um, understanding how the market functions, understanding how things happen in this in the business world uh, are different. Um, so I, I went to school. That's when I, I went to you know Wisconsin. I did my MBA in international business. Once I completed that, um, then I got back to you know again corporate world. So it seems like education has been a driving force for you through everything yeah. that you've done, whether it's actual yeah. education in an institution right. or yes. whether it's just learning in your yes. careers and constantly taking as much as you can. Yes. Um, I think I still believe in it. I think my belief system has really helped me. And I, I kind of saw my peer group along the way. I was looking at others and I was looking at uh, the top guys, the successful guys versus the guys who are like, okay, average and mediocre. Whether it is formal education or informal education or self-education, uh, one needs to constantly educate themselves to be at the top of their game. Um, that's what um, is my belief um, till date. You know, So I never neglected that, no matter what I do. And I think that that's so important because, you know, speaking for myself, I didn't realize until I got to where I am now that Mm -hmm. I kind of expected there to be an end game. And I feel like that's where we are kind of taught in, I don't know whether it's just our school system, but Mm. you get this, like go through high school, then go to college and then get a Mm. job. And that that, um, conveyor belt type thing or that that format leads you to believe that when you're done with college, you're done learning. And there was just, for some reason, there was that moment where I just expected to know it and have it fall into place and everything was going to be okay. And it was when I got to that point that I realized that that's just not the way life works, that it's like this never ending learning game. And I find it really intriguing and impressive that you had latched onto that at such a young age and just known that, finding yeah. information in whatever way you could was going to be your path to internal success. GE experience has helped me and taught me a lot because I was observing um, the guys who are really at the top, um, vice presidents or you know people who are at a board level or C-level. They were not old. They were young. Then I was questioning. Uh, I'm, I'm very young at the time. Then what is the difference? Is that experience? Is that education? Is that knowledge? What is it? Yeah. If I continue to add number of years to what I do, does it make any difference? No, absolutely. It's the quality of work that you do. It's a value that you bring onto the table. Whatever is your role, then how can I do that? Then I need to be in a position where I, I will get an opportunity to learn those things so I can generate value to my job. So I have to maneuver myself because in the corporate system, there's nobody who is going to guide you and tell you this is what you are supposed to do so that you become a CEO one day. It's not, there's no, there's no formula for anything. And nobody is telling that, you know, your bosses have limitation, you have limitation, your role has limitation. 
your, your, your particular department has a limitation. So how will you even grow? So yeah, you have to take risks, right? Somebody, you have yeah. to, you are in your driving seat. You take risks. You got to do what you have to do to get there. I think it is what it is. Yeah. And that's such an interesting point because I know as in, from an employee mindset, yeah. we sometimes get into this idea that it's safer in that employee world because our bosses have it all figured out. Right. And little do we know that they don't and that your yeah. job isn't necessarily any safer in an employee world as it is in an entrepreneur world. It's just yeah. that those constant ups and downs, you're not feeling them because they're yeah. being shielded by your, by your management. Absolutely. And then when I look at things like two levels above your boss and then three levels above your boss, what is it that those guys know that I don't know? Yeah. Right. What is it that they're doing differently that I don't do that is making significant difference in the salary or in the power or in anything? Right. And that's how I started, you know, doing my research. And that's how I started, you know, doing whatever it takes for me to get there. And then I think today when I look back, you know, uh, I, I clearly saw those people who are like four or five levels above me are like still at that level, but they have not grown because they have not taken any risks because they were happy with their, their life. They, they yeah. were happy, you know, they, they, they were more focused on securing their so-called job uh, and their position with that limited political mentality, you know, you got to do whatever you have to do to, to protect your job and all that stuff. You get what you pay for, you know, that's what you, 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 you tried. That's what you got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And it's such a good point because we end up getting to this point where we're kind of complacent and we're like, right. okay, life's good enough. Right. And if that's really all you want out of life, then that's amazing. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. But mm -hmm. if it's not, if you keep thinking there might be something more, then mm -hmm. the first step out of that is to kind of get yourself out of that complacency comfort mm -hmm. zone Definitely. and really kind of start to, to grow. So you spend all of this time in the corporate world. And at some point in time, you decide, okay, I have skills. Mm -hmm. I can teach somebody where right. did the idea for um, the genius visionary come in and yeah. kind of where did that all start for you? Yeah. So, you know, going a little back um, after I came to U.S., finished my school, then I worked for like three different, um, you know, companies, uh, business development capacity, you know, global enterprise uh, manager capacity. Um, I did all that stuff. And then I realized that I came to a point where, you know, enough is enough, you know, now I have to take control of my life. Um, because at the end of the day, a job is a job where you go and you have limitations in terms of what you can really do. You know, you become so skillful, you become so knowledgeable that you kind of, you get a good idea about how to run a company and everything, but you, you have freedom problem because you are under the direction of somebody else. So, and then at the same time, you know, I develop a lot of ideas. I have my own ideas and ideologies. And then I try to understand problems from the market. And I saw that small business uh, owners is a big opportunity, you know, because there are 30 million small business owners and then they all have, you know, continuous problems in, in revenue growth, um, you know, funding, uh, structuring companies and, you know, operations, because all of these guys are, you know, reasonably successful, but they don't know how to grow companies, how to sustain the growth and things like that. 
then I realized maybe I need to be in that space. And that's how I started Genius Visionary, wherein, you know, I will be helping these guys. I bring that corporate experience. I have the right education, you know. I have worked for smaller companies. I bring everything that I have, you know, done to the table and then look at the situation from a 360 standpoint, 360 degree standpoint and solve their problems. That was my objective. And then, you know, because we know, you know, as as I mentioned in previous interviews, you know, 50% businesses fail in the next two years and, you know, 80% fail in the next five years. You know, I see that's a big problem. You know, there is a serious problem if that's what is happening, right? Um, if, if, if I can play, play a role in, in, in producing those numbers, then I can be very successful in the process. Um, yeah. Right? Well, and I think that the small business space is where that becomes so important because so many of us yeah. in the small business yeah. space open our business because we're good at what we do. Right. Right. So we think, oh, I, you know, I can do this. And then we start jumping into our business and realize, like you said, we have no idea how to run a business. I didn't know anything about running a business when I started my business. It was like, okay, let's just make sure I can feed myself and Mm -hmm. feed somebody else and Mm -hmm. like make sure my staff can eat. But you Mm -hmm. can't scale and grow a company like that. And so being it, you can survive like that if you're good at what you do and you provide mm-hmm. a good product, you can mm-hmm. survive like that, but you're never going to scale your business and you're never going right. to grow. And that's where I think that you have such a great product in yeah. small business space because mm-hmm. you say, okay, here are the things you need to start learning and understanding in order to right. grow and scale your business to where you want it to yeah. be. Absolutely. And that's how I started Genius Visionary. And then um, I started my business coaching practice, um, you know, specifically designed, you know, to to work one-on-one with these business owners on various aspects, like, you know, growth is one primary aspect. And then talking about funding, talking about building business credit, and then also helping them to build the business in a box, like you said, working in the business versus working on the business, right? So... So in future, if they want to sell, they can sell for higher multiples and showing them several other options, systematize things. And then so they can not only start one business, they can start multiple businesses. They can start thinking about scaling the business. They can start thinking about growing the business. They can also start thinking about stepping away from the business by building those systems and processes and the people. So all these things require skills. And that's where, you know, I come into picture. Uh, and that's what happened in the over the last four or five years. And that's what is, is going on right now that I'm working with small business owners. So with Genius Visionary, you have individual coaching. Do you have like yeah. group coaching and educational right. opportunities or what type of yeah. additional services do you have for small business owners? For small business owners, there are three ways that they can work with me number one is that uh, they can work with me like one-on-one typically it's a one-year engagement because you know as we know anything that we want to show as as results it takes at least 90 days so that's like one quarter right there so i i typically work with them on a one-year engagement um you know taking them from like a point if you're a million dollar company you know i we agree upon that I will help you to take your business to like $1.4 million. That's where, you know, I help, you know, I help them one-on-one. I, I talk to them weekly once and then we agree upon a few activities that they are supposed to do. And then I kind of monitor them and guide them. 
So the goal is ultimately to help them to get to that number. And how much of your services, because I know that there's there's obviously different types of coaching, but mm-hmm. when you're trying to scale a business like that, there's mm-hmm. a ton of mindset blocks that come into that. So do you deal with them with some of the mindset concerns or do you have somebody so, that you refer them to for that? No, I deal with that mindset part too, because you're absolutely right. It's it's 50% mindset actually um, in my coaching, you know, there's, there's, there's less of tactic and more of more of strategy and more of the mindset thing. You know, first thing is belief, right? Do you really believe that you can grow your business 50% next year? You know, that's the number one question. And if, 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 if you have that as a problem, then I need to address that. And then I need to simplify that and show you how it is possible, you know? And then, you know, do you believe that you can take your business, you know, to like $5 million in the next three years? Yeah, it, it, it goes back to that, you know, it, 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 it's, do you even feel worthy enough to have that kind of money? You don't know, you know, yeah. so a lot of these things come into the pictures and a lot, I realized out of experience that many, many business owners, they, they want to be busy, but they don't want to grow. They don't want to tell me that. Yeah. Sub- subconsciously, they don't want to grow. They, they, they don't want to agree. They don't want to tell me that. Well, and sometimes they don't know, you know, that's one of the hardest things too, is sometimes you just don't know that you have those blocks and it takes working with somebody to be able to understand that you have, you have these limiting beliefs that are preventing you from being successful. You're doing everything right. Right. You're just getting in your own way, which is such a tough lesson to learn, but something that I think every small business owner goes through at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm helping a couple of clients already, you know, like this year, um, we are in March, but I have some you know, inflow of new clients, right? One of the clients, when I'm working with him, I only spend like one hour a week. In one of the calls, he does not even have time to talk to me because he says that I have so much work to do. <laughs> so I don't have time. I, there are two things in that answer. Number one, if you continue to do what you did last year, I'm not going to see any more different numbers than last year, right? Yeah. Now, this year, we agreed that I will help you to grow 40%. I am 100% sure to get you there. Now, you don't have time to get to 40% growth, and you just want to be busy like what you did last year, then you're going to be there wherever you are. Number two, you're paying me to say that you don't have time for me. So they don't realize these things. I'm yeah. not, I'm I am I'm going to help you to not be busy, have more time, but at the same time you grow 40%. That's my goal. Yeah. You have you have to take out time for you to think. You know, they're so much, you know, used to just doing do 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 things and they think they're doing okay by because they're busy. Busyness yeah. has nothing to do with end result. They, they think being busy is great. It may be socially great, but I don't think personally it's not great to be busy. You have no, to be productive. Not. You have to yeah. be productive. I love that difference. And I love that you said that busyness has nothing to do with the final result. That could be my favorite quote of the day. Like, because <laughs> it's so true. Like I can be busy all day long. I'm not getting shit done though. Um, and, and I've fallen in that trap so many times to the point where yeah. my business coach in the past 
well, even now, I can't even say in the past, now <laughs> makes me write down everything I do during the day. And it normally takes about two days. And I'm like, well, crap, I thought I was busy. Really, I'm just <laughs> Facebook busy. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. that's, and that's so interesting because everybody goes to that. I don't have time. Whatever yeah. it is, the gym, yeah. whether it's yeah. the business, like whatever it is, I don't have time. Yeah. That's our first excuse. Um, yeah. And what's really cool about having a coach like yourself is most of our friends don't push back on that. They're like, okay, yes. you don't have time. You don't have time. But you pay yeah. somebody to yeah. tell you that you're yes. lying to yourself about how much time you have. Absolutely. absolutely. You, need, you need some level of accountability. You need to, you need to be truthful to yourself, right? You know, my, my goal is to help, help them. You know, to see things that they don't see in themselves. You know, they all have these blind spots. They're used to do things in a certain way, right? Now, you, you can get so many things that you're doing with, with, with somebody like an intern can do those jobs. You think you're so busy, you can hire an intern who can get those things done for you. You can hire a yeah. visualist. There are so many things that you don't need to do it. If you really look at it as the business owner, um, and then if you really map everything that you do on a daily basis, we can see 80, so many tasks can be eliminated from your table. Yeah, absolutely. And they never do this exercise. They just want to be busy from morning till evening. And then I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And if you're so busy and if your business is doing well, then why are you poor? Yeah, no, 100%. That's, that's my question. Yeah. Every time. And if you think you know everything that you, you are doing that you're, are the right things, then why are you not rich? So one of the really interesting questions that I ask every single one of my guests, because this podcast is about defining your own idea of success is throughout your life. You've obviously have a ton of different experiences. How do you mm -hmm. personally define success for you now? Success to me is freedom. Uh, success. You, do you have the freedom to do anything that you want to do in your life? Whether it is time freedom, um, money freedom, and then, you know, your ability to, you know, pursue your passions because you have this time freedom and money freedom. Being able to contribute to others in whichever uh, way it can be. It could be monetarily or you can be helping somebody or, or making a difference to people's lives or, 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 or anything that you care for, whether it is animals or, or anything that you care for. So it's, it's freedom whether it is time freedom, money freedom, and, and have the ability to do things that you want to do and pursue your passions, and then being in a position to help somebody. I mean, that's, that's success for me. So you mentioned earlier that you are obviously having great success in the corporate field when you were working for GE and, mm. and some of the other mm. companies that you worked mm. for. And at some point in time, you realized that it just wasn't enough for you. What do you think your correlation mm. is between success and fulfillment? How do you relate those two concepts? Well, so success, yeah, you're right. So fulfillment is, is more towards reaching your self-actualization goals, right? Like, which is much beyond material success. Success is like, okay, I want to achieve X amount of money. You know, you achieve that milestone, then you're successful, right? That doesn't mean you're fulfilled. Okay, let me, dif let me differentiate that. You want to achieve this position, you achieved that, that's success. You want to start this company and get this company to $10 million, that is success. You want to build a 
you know, technology company and sell it for $50 million, that's success. But is that fulfilling? I don't know. The fulfillment is is more to do with, with your heart. You, you have to feel that I did something, you know, that makes me internally happy. It's something like difference between happiness and pleasure. You can get pleasure by doing a lot of things, but you may not be happy. Mm-hmm. You, cannot, you can be happy by not doing anything, but that's not pleasurable. So something like that. But the fulfillment has everything to do with that. Am I doing everything in my capacity? And then am I being happy internally? Your internal happiness, internal, your heart should tell that you did a good job. You did something great for this world. You know, you went and helped like, you know, um, in a thousand poor families, that's fulfillment. But the guy may not be a millionaire or a billionaire. So from the societal standpoint, he may not be successful, but he is very fulfilled because he was able to feed thousand families. So, yeah. So what right, I'm hearing right. is kind of like the external side of things is success. And then like that internal yeah. feeling is fulfillment. So fulfillment. when you're kind of looking at how you correlate those two, when you are um, maybe mm-hmm. working with a client who's extremely mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. and suffering on the fulfillment mm-hmm. side of things, what type yeah. of advice would you give to somebody that's kind of sitting in that spot and trying to figure out what they need to do to make a change? Well, yeah, that's a great question. You know, that's, um, that's an amazing question because many, many people, many professionals or business owners, they have no concept of this thing. They have no concept of the success and fulfillment uh, because they don't bring their heart into what they do. They pursue this success as something pretty external, which has no meaning at all. When they really get that, they realize that there's still something that's missing. They don't know what that is. So in life, according to me, you have to pursue your, 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 your success along with the fulfillment. You, you should not pursue success with where you're not fulfilled. You, can, you have to do both together because you cannot get the other thing after you get this first thing. It, it's not going to happen like that. So it's better that you you step back in life, figure out who you are as a person, what you resonate with, what your personality are you are you you know what kind of a human being you are, and then pick a pick pick a field whether it is business or profession, and then work on that. So you 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 will be successful. Then you will be also fulfilled because you're doing things that resonate to you as a person. And that I think is kind of that um, sweet spot that we're all trying to get to, right? Is how do we make money and have external success in a way that fulfills us internally? It fulfills us internally. So I think it's very important. You know, people who are really at the top of the game, what I realized is that they are doing that, Um, whether they're they're doing that consciously or or it, it just happens you know, maybe, you know, one in hundred or one in thousand people, but uh, until and unless you're fulfilled as a person, it's very difficult to get that external pinnacle success externally. Like you can probably become a multimillionaire, but probably you cannot become a billionaire without having that fulfillment. You know, you, you cannot, you, you, one day I will become a billionaire and then I will be fulfilled. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You you have it it's a, it's it's a con- continuous thing. So how good is your success if you are not even fulfilled? 
That's yeah, my question. Absolutely. You have absolutely. to be, you, because you're not, you're not going to be happy. You have to be happy at the end of the day, no matter, no matter where you are at, whether you're successful from your business or your job or not, you, internally, if you have to be happy, you cannot be happy by, by, by doing things that don't resonate with you. You know, I can I cannot be in a wrong profession and be happy. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like finance and accounting, but I will become the best CFO of this world. Okay, but I'm, I'm so miserable inside because yeah. th- that's not me. That's well, you, and then, so you, the, you, you know, so you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and then that bleeds into your professional life. So you yeah. could have all the skills to be the best. CFO mm-hmm. of a company, mm-hmm. but the fact that you're miserable is going to make your productivity make it to where you can't be. You, you, you can't be. So, yeah, eventually that that's what is going to happen. So I think at the end of the day, um, one need to figure out like what kind of a human being they are. What is it that re- they really want to you know achieve in their life? You know to fulfill that. As I said, that self actualization, like Maslow theory of uh, you know, Maslow's theory, you know, once yeah. you fulfill your, you know, basic needs and then you go to your wants and then finally do the self-actualization. So otherwise that, that emptiness is going to haunt you throughout your career. Yeah. 100%. You, you, yeah. You have to, you have to give some space in your life um, to pursue those things too on the side. You, you, yeah. you, you like helping people. You have, you, you have to take time to help people while you chase your success in another area, you cannot neglect it. And then once I get that, then I will come and bring the money and help them um, too late. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and it's also just like everything else in life. It's a trial by error thing too. Like sometimes yeah. we don't know what makes us fulfilled until we've gone out there and tried a bunch of different things. And so if we're not willing to do that, like you said, you've got your external success um, you make your money, but then go figure out what on the side fulfills you. And eventually mm-hmm. you'll be one of those amazing individuals where those two worlds collide. But you can't make that happen if you don't explore what fulfills you. These days I see um, everybody is only after external success. They're not taking time to reflect upon life because the only definition of success for you know many people is just money. Mm-hmm. And that's like a mirage where they're not meeting that. And then they're, they're constantly chasing that. They chase a number that they can never get. And then they're lost in the process. And by the time, you know, it becomes too late, they're into this, this kind of a rat race. And then they're not doing, they're not doing things that, that they can, you know, be fulfilled, um, in other words. So yeah, that's why, absolutely. you know, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, like a, like, like a race. That's it. It never ends. Because even if you get the $10 million, you want the next $15 million, right? For sure. You're not, stop, you're not stopping there. So, so much value in that conversation and in that, in that kind of wrapping up moments. So before we um, put an end to this and kind of tie it all up, I would love to give people an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more. Are you okay with a quick random round? Yeah, sure. Okay. What profession other than your own do you think would be fun to attempt? A psychologist. Psychologist. That kind of falls right in line with kind of what you're doing now. I like it. (laughs) Um, If you could time travel, where would you go and why? Mars. 
Mars. Okay. <laughs> what personality trait or skill or superpower do you think has been most helpful to you in your life? I think my intuition and psychic abilities to uh, you know study things and people helped me a lot in in in, I in love solving it. a lot of things. Yeah. As far as books are concerned, are you a physical book reader or do you listen to audiobooks? I used to be a physical book reader, but now pretty much audio and video. Is that for time reasons or because you consume the content better that way? Uh, time reasons. Time reasons. Um, because I try, I try to consume a lot of content. So I want to consume a lot of content in a relatively short amount of time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. As far as books, what book have you recommended to people the most? Financial knowledge sake, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, What Rich Teach Such a about good book. And uh, yeah, Think and Grow Rich. I, I would say that's just the starting point. Yeah, those, and, those uh, are both great recommendations. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I'm a music nerd. So I always uh, have to ask people, do you have like a motivational song? Do you have a pump up song that kind of gets you going that you listen to over and over again? I listen to a lot of classical Indian music, which is, you know, a lot of resonance to the highest vibrational frequency, like the frequency can be measured. And then that music, which takes you to that 550 and above level of frequency. Yeah. In the, in the energy world space, um, it is called the frequency at which uh, you have to be either in love or gratitude. Um, okay. If you if you are about that frequency, you can create things in life. If you want to create anything in life, you have to be in that frequency. There's no other option. If your vibrational frequency is anything below that, you cannot create anything in life. That is the most scientific answer I've ever gotten to that question, and I love it. Um, so I'm a huge believer in morning routines. Do you have one? And if so, what does it look like? Yeah, uh, my morning routines are, are pretty simple. You know, I start immediately with prayer, prayer and then setting intentions for my day. And I visualize my my day, my ideal day before I, you know, start anything. And once I complete that um, visualization, then I, I spend um, time to, you know, do a little bit of exercise, drink a lot of water, and then no, no cell phones, no electronics, no nothing, no emails until like nine o'clock. So a lot of reflection in terms of thinking towards solutions to the problems that I'm trying to solve. Um, I do that during my morning time, most likely I like before I start my work. I, I already, ha- I already know what I'm doing. I already have my answers. So my day starts with a lot of relaxation. I like it. And then last, but definitely not least, where can people track you down if they want to connect with you either for your books that you have or your coaching, or just to connect with you as a result of this podcast to be able to say what's up? Yeah. The best way to reach me is my email, which is krishna at geniusbusinesscoach.com. That is krishna at geniusbusinesscoach.com. And, uh, and then also I can offer my free book download. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I do a 10K breakthrough challenges for business owners wherein I find at least $10,000 within 45 minutes of, uh, you know. That's uh, awesome. And if listeners are interested in that, they can just email you. Is that the best way to get that? Yeah, best way to get that is by emailing me. Okay, perfect. uh, Yeah, I'll be more than happy to answer any any more questions that uh, the audience might have uh, from our conversations today. 
Perfect. Well, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to um, connect and to chat with the audience today. I know that there's been a ton of value dropped in this conversation. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Amber. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.